What's going on, everyone? This is Two Bays in a Pod, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his bedroom on uh, very little sleep is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? Hey, everybody. What is going on? Hope you guys are having a great weekend, and I hope you guys are staying out of the heat wherever you may be at. Uh, have to give you guys a full disclosure of this episode. We'll have spoiler alerts to said television show. So just want to preference that before you guys get started. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, guys. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we are in a new week, and I'm really excited about this. We're uh, Cody and I are actually going to start a new series. Hopefully, we can do this for at least the whole first season. Uh, we'll continue this, and then uh, we might go into other things later on. But um, we're really excited about this. Uh, but before we get into all that and what we're going to be doing, Cody, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing pretty well, all things considered. I am tired, but uh, I've been chugging iced coffee all day, and I am uh, I am as awake as awake can be. So, how are you doing over there? How's uh, how's uh, the little baby doing? How's the fam? Well, first of all, that doesn't sound bad. Drinking iced coffee all day, I would love to do that. But um, <laughs> no, we're doing good. Uh, the little boy actually it was one of the best nights last night. Uh, he slept for <laughs> seven hours straight, which yeah, was fantastic. <laughs> um, finally went to sleep around like midnight, and he did not wake up until seven. So that was really, really, really nice. Uh, and then, uh, he ate and went right back to sleep, which was great. So we slept for another like hour, hour and a half and then, uh, you know, went about our day. So that was really nice. Very right, man, I'm, I, so I'm feeling, I'm feeling a lot better than I have been right for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, my, my daughter is like into making forts on her bed right now. So she's got every sheet that she can grab and is hanging that on her bed. And uh, my wife uh, is starting to uh, try and hang out with her family, uh, like go to, uh, you know, a fish boil while I watch the kids and she nice. wants to take my daughter shopping. So it's kind of nice. It kind of feels like, um, you know, we're planning things like we're, it feels like we're like real parents. Like I know we've always been like parents, especially <laughs> with my daughter, but like, you know, we have to like kind of figure out who's going to watch who and, you know, you know, are we spending too much time with one kid? You know, right. we, you so. guys sound, you guys sound like, like an actual, I wouldn't, I don't want to say the word actual in a negative way, but you guys yeah. sound like, you guys are having to now parent multiple yeah. kids. And because my wife and I, we had that same kind of feeling when our daughter was born. She's obviously mm -hmm. the youngest. You know, the, the older, the two uh, kids that we have, our son and our other daughter, they're both obviously old, like older. And mm -hmm. so it was a balance of, you know, our, we don't want our kids to assume that this, that our baby is getting the most attention. But right now she needs the most attention. And it's almost yeah. like that you know, tide rope that you're walking of like making sure that you don't neglect the needs of the baby, but also that you don't not pay attention to the other two, even yeah. though they're self-sufficient. And in theory, like they, they're fine. It's just like when you bring something new into the fold, like they all of a sudden want your attention a hundred percent. And you know, it just takes a little of adjusting, but yeah. from what it looks like, you guys sound like you guys are doing phenomenal over there. So, well, I mean, I wouldn't say phenomenal, but you know, we're, we're, <laughs> I think it's really nice that we've been home, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think I was kind of expecting that my wife would be back at work by now. Um, mm -hmm. And luckily, uh, she's got, I think, until October, which is really, really nice. Um, so it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of fun that we're all home. Um, it's kind of unfortunate, though, that we can't really go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it, it makes my, uh, my daughter kind of stir crazy, you know, she wants to do something, you know, and of course I want to, you know, take her to places. And normally, uh, we have just come back from, uh, the beach mm -hmm. and, uh, maybe, and I think we were going to try, well, we were thinking about, it. I don't know if we were going to do it, but, uh, her parents always take a, uh, Santa Cruz camping trip. Mm -hmm. And so we were thinking about, you know, maybe we'd go do that. And it's just kind of unfortunate that now we, you know, 
we basically have to stay in Fresno. I mean, uh, my wife and I have kind of talked about maybe going to the beach, mm-hmm. uh, not, not soon, but you know, uh, in the next like three or four weeks, you know, mm-hmm. uh, obviously social distance, bring your, bring your mask and just for a day trip, you know, which yeah. would be fun. But that's all talk. I'm not sure if we're actually going to do that. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's just, it's nice that we're all home, but it is kind of annoying that we really can't do anything else, you know, from home mm-hmm. or we can't like go do, you know, do things that we normally do or like. So, right. It's just, you know, we got to deal with it, unfortunately, but you know what? We're okay with dealing with it because, you know, it's, I don't want to get, I don't want to get anyone sick. I know mm-hmm. my daughter doesn't want to get anyone sick. My wife doesn't want to get anyone sick. And most of all, we don't want to get our son sick who was just born. So, right, right. you know, we don't know how it could affect him. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're just, uh, I, I guess we're thriving. Yeah. Well, honestly too, you don't want to make a rash decision because you guys are um, impatient on a short-term basis and it come to a long-term problem, you know? So <laughs> Trust me, I, I would like to say that we're amongst the holier than thou where we've stayed home faithfully and not had to worry about it. But truthfully, my wife, she's a, she's a traveler. She can't stay in one spot for more than 10 minutes. So there's been plenty of times where we have, you know, upped and gone up to Sacramento a few times, one time for her birthday, thankfully stayed in the hotel majority of the time other than, you know, going wherever we needed to go. And then we've made a day trip to the beach where we've done our best to be as far away from people on the beach as possible. But what makes it difficult is California beaches don't really care about social distancing (laughs) and nor do the people on the beach. So, you know, that's the only difficult thing. And thankfully, knock on wood, we haven't experienced any health problems, but uh, you know, right now we've been kind of hitting pause on traveling in the anywhere crazy just because cases are going up and we want to get on the other side of this hump. So, but you know, for the most part though, like, you know, it is, we've actually been kind of uh, happy about the quarantine only because like the kids have been on a, essentially an extended summer vacation. So yeah. we've had enough time to like be able to hang out with them a little bit more and, you know, between working and stuff. And, and especially, you know what I do there, like, I just basically got off work like a couple hours ago <laughs> and I work basically like, you know, a 16 hour day. So, you know, th- days like that suck, but like knowing I can come home and my kids are aren't working on anything school wise or, you know, we're not having to hustle and bustle. So yeah, it's really cool to still hang out. So yeah, exactly. And now we have game night. So actually after this, uh, after this podcast that we record, I'm, I have to play Uno. So nice. That'll be fun. (laughs) All right. Well, um, you know, enough talk about the families. We, you know, Cody and I, we don't really, uh, Cody's busy with work and you know, I'm, I'm busy doing stuff around the house all the time. So we actually don't talk as much as people think we would, Yeah. um, you know, on a quarantine. So, uh, this is our time to catch up to people. So sorry, but anyway, <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Deal with it. Um, I'm excited about this, um, about these next few episodes that we're going to be doing, um, for two bays. Um, we had been talking about, we kind of wanted to do a, something a little different and we were talking about reviewing a movie. Um, and basically we really, <laughs> short, short story. We couldn't think of a movie that we wanted to, uh, review and, uh, actually a show had its second season come on and, uh, my wife and I watched it and we, and then I was kind of thinking about movies and I was like, Oh, we should probably do a show and we could do an episode because they're long enough to where you can review it. And they're short enough to where you can binge watch it, you Mm -hmm. know? So, uh, and I'm of course talking about the umbrella Academy. Um, and so Cody, I believe you and I are going to be doing at least the first season, um, for, uh, all episodes. So we're going to do, uh, today we're going to review episode one and then next week episode two and so on and so forth until the season one is uh, done. And um, I'm excited about this. This is one of my favorite shows on Netflix. Um, the creator of it, uh, Jared Way, he was the, uh, or is, I guess, I don't know if they're broken up, but he was the lead singer of uh, My Chemical Romance. And so, um, you know, growing up, I used to listen to My Chemical Romance and like, you know, anything 
where a band that I used to listen to has like a project like this, of course I want to watch it or listen to it. And um, so, and my wife was a huge My Chemical Romance fan. She's actually the one who uh, heard about it first. So we watched it and we fell in love with it right away. So I'm really excited about talking about this and I want to hear kind of like what you think about it. Cause I know you're, uh, you're into the superhero stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I am too. I'm not saying I'm not, <laughs> but um, you're into the superhero stuff, but that's like the uh, comic book. This one right. is kind of more um, its own thing. Right. Um, has like, no, it's not in like a different universe or whatever. It's basically, america and mm-hmm. you know just so happens that these people are there so um and we'll go further into it obviously but um yeah i'm i'm excited i don't know if you are cody yeah no i'm i'm very excited um you know i've i've been trying to watch a couple episodes ahead and uh you know the more i watch the more i'm like you know craving more of it and yeah. if anyone has seen season one they're they're gonna understand what i'm what I'm talking about. And I'm, I'm now like very interested once I finish season one to start on season two, because I've been hearing good reviews about season two already. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready to knock this out of the park. So I will say that for me, I mean, I know we'll probably get into it or, you know, we'll probably talk about it later, but for me, episode or episode season two, um, it, for me, it took off a little bit. It was a little more weird Mm-hmm. in my opinion and weird that's kind of the wrong word for it but it was just kind of i was a little iffy about it i was like oh did they kind of like blow it on season you know just blew mm-hmm. everything on season one and was like oh this is such a success we'll just shove a season two out there right um, so for like the first three episodes i think for season two i was kind of like that but then they start going and it starts getting really good. So yeah, it's season two is, is a good season. I think season one still is my favorite. Um, I think it was a better story overall. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but season two is, is really good and it's, it's definitely worth a watch if you like this show. So, yeah. um, so Cody, um, you know, initial, I guess let's no time like the president, um, <laughs> then to get started on, you know, we're only like 12 minutes in, Right, <laughs> uh, but uh, episode one. Uh, first, I kind of want to know who from episode one who was kind of like the your favorite character. Maybe not favorite character, but what, who was the character that you were more interested in of trying to find out, or you know, favorite character? I don't. So the favorite character that I'm really interested in, and again, so I know that you've already finished season one, and I'm about halfway done. But for right now, for episode one, one of the characters that I'm really interested in is Ellen Page's character, Varya, just mm. because there's so much. Vanya. Mystery, what? I'm sorry. Vanya. Vanya. Because there's so much mystery around her with, does she have powers? Um, does she not have powers? She wrote essentially a memoir about how the Umbrella Academy was, which kind of essentially got her kicked out of the family. And so there's a lot of this baggage that she has and she's almost like a normal person in these crazy circumstances and and i really am curious to see where her storyline goes from season one and also season two when i get there but she's the one that i'm really most interested in because there's so much questions i have about her character and her place and all that stuff because even on some of the flashbacks um that i saw in episode one she seemed like a total outcast from Mm -hmm. the start because there wasn't anything discovered but in episode one, it's, it's noted quite a bit that she takes these pills for anxiety or when she's uncomfortable or nervous or whatever. And so it's like, okay, well, is she taking those because she actually needs them or are they something that she was given and they're suppressing something more? At least that's what I'm thinking as I'm watching the first episode. So that's the one character that I'm, I really want, I'm really, really interested in for sure with this, uh, with this uh, show. Yeah, you know, um, Vanya is a is an interesting character right off the bat because um, as they're introducing all the kids and and again, uh, I know Cody said this in the very beginning, but uh, you know, if you haven't seen the show, th- these are all going to be spoilers. So um, if you haven't go if you haven't watched it at least the first episode, go watch it and then listen to this. Yeah. Um, but um, you know. Uh, Fanya is an interesting character because in the beginning when they're explaining who, you know, who's number one, who's number, or, you know, just kind of what they're doing, you know, as they've grown up. 
uh, Vanya is uh, playing this violin and she's very good. Mm-hmm. And it was a really, I loved how they were doing that as they were introduced. I, I thought that was one of the uh, greatest uh, scenes mm-hmm. in that show or in the episode because it was such a, it was such a, like a soothing music and it wasn't overpowering, but it was mm-hmm. also adding to what was going on. Right. As they're introducing all these guys. So I thought that was fantastic. I loved it. Um, and uh, yeah, Vanya, you know, they show in episode one where uh, kind of when, you know, the bank robbers are there. And so they send in the Umbrella Academy and Vanya is standing right next to um, to her, as they call dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, she's like, dad, how come I can't go help? And he's like, because you're nothing special. And I was like, Jesus Christ, right. dude. Just <laughs> right off like, the bat, no sugar coat. <laughs> I was like, dude, you should not have bought children. Like, <laughs> you were the furthest person from buying children. <laughs> I think one of my really favorite, I think one of my favorite scenes was when the, so first off, the Umbrella Academy basically stops the bank robbers and then, you know, the, the dad, and the other um, children are basically there in front of the press conference. And they're like, um, you know, where, uh, uh, what happened to the parents of these uh, seven children? And he goes, Oh, they were, uh, they were, um, what do you say? Compensated suitably. Like I just bought them outright and it was like whoa whoa what like just all out in the open with no and everyone care. everyone's just clapping yay good for you yay <laughs> <laughs> they saved the day and everyone glosses over that he literally bought what? children yeah <laughs> yeah so um uh you know vanya is a is an interesting character honestly my favorite and he's still my favorite even through season two is uh klaus yeah okay he's he good. Is, I think he's number six. I thought he was, f- or is he four? I thought he was four. I think he's four. I think you're right. Yeah, because I thought Cause six number... was Ben. No, five is. Oh no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So four would be Klaus. Yeah. So Klaus is um is my favorite. I mean, he's just yeah. so funny. And oops, I'm sorry. I have an alarm. Um, he's one of my all time like. He's such a dark character, but he's very funny as well. Yeah. And it's just kind of like one of those people that you would, you would, this is, he's one of my favorite characters because this type of superhero is like what you you would see nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like if they were in this world today, this is how they would act. Like, you know, out of seven superheroes, there's always going to be one who's just going to, you know, blow it on you know, drugs, sex, right. alcohol, stuff like that. You know what I mean? And um, Klaus is just, he reminds me of that. And um, what I really love about Klaus is you figure out how good he is and mm-hmm. why he drinks all at the same time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, because I don't want to spoil it for anyone because obviously we're only in episode one and episode one, he just kind of, a drunk. We know, yeah, and, we just know that he's got a, a he's got a problem because he gets out of literally the first scene that introduces him is him <laughs> out of rehab. So that yeah. just kind of sets the sets the tone of what this character is to start the series. And I love the undertone of it is they they give they give Klaus this coin, and then as Klaus is leaving, the guy who works there is like, "All right, we'll see you later, Klaus." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, I know you'll be back. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Klaus is one of my favorite characters. Um, I just, I, I don't know why, but one of my favorite scenes is when they're all uh, getting ready to uh, spread the ashes right. of their dad. Um, Diego number two is like, he's like, he was a he was a bad father or something. I forget right. backwards. He says something basically where he was not good to us. And right, all right. of a sudden everyone was like, Oh, and Klaus is like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he starts starts laughing. Laughing. and I was like, yes, yes. I love that. Did you so, Yeah, one of Klaus my favorite, definitely is my favorite. One of my favorite parts that Klaus did is when they're, uh, when basically Luther, who's number one, uh, is basically, trying to get to the bottom of how his dad died and you know they say it's a heart failure but you know there's more kind of mystery around it and so they're 
you know, Luther, who's number one, is assuming that somebody did it within the family or it was somebody that actually murdered him. And so they want to have Klaus contact um, the dad because one of Klaus's abilities is that he can speak to, I guess, the other world or, you know, those who have died from from whatever. And mm-hmm. Klaus is like, yeah, hold on. Hey, dad, do you have a minute to stop playing tennis with Hitler to talk to us real quick? <laughs> yeah, that was a great one. That was like one of my favorite lines I've ever heard. That was such heard. a great one. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so he's my favorite. I, I um, Yeah, I, I just love his character. And the, the actor who does him is does a great job. I mean, that's, it's like, honestly, one of the, if you, if you talk to any actor, one of the hardest things to do is play drunk. And most of the time in this whole season, and you'll see it, this isn't really a spoiler, like he's playing drunk. And mm-hmm. it's just like, that is one of the hardest things to do, um, to just do that in an episode, let alone like a, almost a whole season. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I commend him for that because it's really, it's not hard to portray that you're drunk, but it's hard to make it known to the audience that this guy's drunk, mm-hmm. but like in a real way versus like, oh, he's just acting drunk. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah. if that, if I said that right, but um, you know, a lot, you can overact when you're trying to play drunk right? and, and people are just like, okay, yeah, I got it. Yeah. But there's a way that you can do it where it's like, oh, he's drunk you know right. and you're like holy crap that's really good yeah um and like for me like some of the situations or some of the things that he says or does mm-hmm. it kind of is like oh i've done that you know right. or yeah i could see me doing that if i were in that situation so yeah um you know he's he hates the dad so much that he was like rummaging through his things and yeah, he, trying to see what he can like, do to kind of Luther sell it walks off. into the room and it was like, "Hey, quit going through his, quit going through his stuff." He may want, you know, and he right. was like, "What is he going to come back and get it?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. He's gone. <laughs> so, I uh, yeah, I just love Klaus's character and the and the actor who played him. That he did a fantastic job on on something that's very tough to do. Yeah, I think one of the things that I really enjoy about this show is that this it kind of reminds me of like what so for to for people that aren't kind of up to date with marvel is they have a comic book series called the x-men where essentially um you know i think um professor x essentially kind of recruits all these special mutants and it kind of forms x-men but they also have a school of special people so in that sense like professor x is very caring and compassionate and i feel like umbrella Mm -hmm. of academy kind of takes that kind of thought and like in kind of puts it into reality in a sense where, you know, probably the person that is paying to have these children do experiment on them and to find out what makes them so special, isn't Mm -hmm. really that compassionate about them or doesn't really care that much about them. Because again, in his eyes are kind of test subjects. And one of the underlining things about the first episode is there is a tension between the family. They're all connected because they were all kind of, they're all special in their own ways. And you know, the, the dad essentially, paid off all their moms to have them in this you know school or academy and yet they all have this different perspective of their relationship clearly you can see that luther who's number one had this special bond maybe because he was the first child and you know he has this attachment to his dad but everybody else has this distance and these other kind of memories of him and diego number two especially has a lot of, you know, spite against him and yeah. an underlining like hatred, of course, but compassion for the mom that kind of raised them all. Um, and then Klaus is kind of just like, you know, whatever, like probably what led to him into this, you know, drunken state or, or high state was because of what he went through while being in this uh, place. Um, and then towards the, I'd say the second half of the episode, we find out number five, who doesn't really have a name, pops out because he was he's somebody that can jump between time and space and went into the future and which kind of kind of sets the tone uh for the season but like you can tell the spite between him as well where he basically did it out of spite from what his from what he was instructed to do and they all just have this underlining hatred and tension and they're all kind of there out of obligation and it kind of just reminds me of like what a superhero like special school would look like if the person that brought them all together 
didn't really have that much interest in their personalized, but only wanted mm -hmm. to get as much out of them in terms of like research and what their abilities are and kept them and strictly labeled them as test subjects and had no other care other than that. That's what this show is reminding me of, you know? Yeah, that's a, that's a good observation. It, it does. I think that's a really good comp is it does remind you, it does remind you of, um, I guess a rougher X-Men, yeah. you know? Um, and, and I think that's a really good, uh, really good comp. Um, you know, I, I kind of was saying that my favorite character was Klaus, but you kind of, you, you talked a little bit about him. I was very interested in Diego number two. Mm -hmm. I was kind of very curious of what he was about. Cause he was just all about, Oh, I want to, you know, um, I want to, I'm saving people. I'm doing this, you know, I'm doing my job and blah, blah, blah. And dad never cared and blah, 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 you know? And you're just like, man, this guy, he's kind of a jerk to everyone, mm -hmm. especially Vanya. Mm -hmm. And you're like, geez, dude, like, why are you so rough? Um, and, uh, obviously it, it explains it, but, um, you know, Diego, he was one of the more intriguing characters for me when I first watched it. I was like, mm -hmm. man, what is this guy's deal? Like, I'm the kind of person who, you know, I, I'm not a fan of people who act like just they're mad at everything mm -hmm. and they think their way is the only way. And that's kind of who Diego was. Mm -hmm. And so when I first saw him, I was kind of like, oh man, I'm not going to like him. Yeah. Uh, but you start to later on in the season, you kind of start seeing where he's coming from. And then you actually are starting to like, actually he's really good in season two. Like mm. I think you, there are parts of season two where you, you just don't like him, but for the most part for the whole season, you're kind of like, Oh yeah. You know, but I, it's because you know who he is from season one. So mm -hmm. don't skip ahead. Um, but um and if you skip ahead, you'll be confused as all right get out. exactly <laughs> but uh, uh he yeah, he was one of those uh characters that when I first watched episode one, I was kind of like, okay, you know, who is this guy? why is he the way he is like he's got he obviously has an issue with authority, mm -hmm. hence his dad, and he has a big issue with number one yeah um and obviously number one and and Diego they fight um at the at the funeral basically. Um, and, uh, they break their brother's statue that they had in the, uh, at the, uh, funeral place. So, or at the house that they were having the funeral at. So it was, um, it was a really, I think it's a really interesting, it's one of those episodes that really just gets its claws into you and you're like, okay, what's going on? Right. You know, and it makes you want to watch. So, uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, uh, Diego was one of those guys that I was very interested in figuring out um, basically what his deal was. So, mm -hmm. um, Cody, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, what was your, if not you, if you didn't have like one, maybe if you had two, uh, but what was your favorite scene from episode one? Like, what was some of the scenes that you were just like, oh, man, that was really cool. I think so. One of the scenes that I actually really enjoyed in terms of like just just that kind of summed up how the episode was going and the turmoil and the tension between everybody was basically when they're out in the courtyard and they're about to spread the ashes of their dad on the ground, it's pouring rain. Like it is, it could not be downpouring anymore. And then they go to basically pour the ashes and instead of it blowing in the wind, which would basically be a lot prettier, it just kind of clumps in there like a clay and it sits there. And then Luther makes the point of like, probably would have been better with a little bit of wind. And then Diego pipes up and says something that kind of argues back that like, he's not a good person. He was an asshole and, you know, he didn't care about us and, you know, he, you know, blah, blah, blah which ensues basically the fight between Luther and Diego, which is essentially yeah. underlining throughout the entire episode and comes ahead. And, you know, it just kind of sums up, it kind of just sums up that family's tension because, you know, each person of that, of the siblings were divided between who they thought was right and wrong. Cause Klaus will just say was neutral. He didn't care one way or another cause he was high probably during that part. But, <laughs> you know, in terms of like, you know, Luther felt like his, their dad cared about him and he cared about the dad because probably he got the most attention. Diego was fed up with how he was treated and did it on his own. That's why he's kind of into the crime fighting part of it. 
Um, and then Allison, who's one of the siblings that we haven't really kind of touched on yet. She's kind of more along the sides of like Luther in an underlining way. And then uh, Vanya is basically kind of in the same boat with Diego. We're like, well, he didn't really care about us. Like, yeah, he was our dad, but like he didn't, you know, he wasn't, he didn't really care about us, even though she basically got exiled for writing a memoir, like I mentioned. But, you know, that just basically that scene, in my opinion, in that sequence kind of just summed up basically what the whole episode was about is mm-hmm. this person that brought them all together has put a wedge in between them because they all went through their circumstances and they fight like siblings. Mm-hmm. And yet they all have their issues that they're trying to deal with, not only from the family, but on a personal level, like, you know, Allison has a divorce going on in a custody battle between her ex-husband and her kid. Klaus has a substance abuse problem. Luther is exiled on the moon. We don't know why. Diego fights crime, essentially. And then Vanya just is kind of there. Like, you know, she plays a violin and she wrote a book. And that's that's pretty much all we know about her, her what yeah. she's capable of. So it kind of just sums up like it's all these people with real life problems that that's multiplied by this one issue. So I, I've, I to me, that kind of summed up the entire show in that one episode. So I, that was one of the scenes I really liked a lot. Um, I will actually say what my favorite episode is after the break. All right. So uh, I know it was very highly anticipated. I have a few scenes that I like, so (laughs) (laughs) I could have probably said one, but uh, you know, one of the, one of the scenes that I really liked um, was the uh, scene at the uh, coffee shop at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really, I thought it was really well done and it really goes to show you how five is like, there's, there's a few times where number five, it kind of shows like shows what he can do, but you're like, eh, I mean, how is that really helpful? And mm-hmm. then you can see how, how much he can do it, uh, which was really cool on that scene. And like, uh, it was just kind of a funny part where, you know, the, this trucker walks in and, and number five is already sitting there, but the lady who works there was in the back. So she comes out and was like, uh, sir, what can I get for you? And he's like ordering a donut and coffee and, and he goes, and for the kid. And, (laughs) and so they kind of like look at each other like, what? And the kid goes, kid will have a black coffee. Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay cute kid and he's like okay (laughs) which by which by the way can we say first off that was an empty diner why did he sit there like you got all you got all that and he sits right next to him that's like going into a it's like going into the men's bathroom with a row of urinals you was about to say that it's like to one on the end and the guy goes right next to you it's like yo man there's like guy code man come on there's like 20 (laughs) feet of urinals you can choose from and you pick this one kind of like the same principle at least i thought i thought it was funny yeah, and but what made it even more funny for me was then the guy was like, "I'll pay for his." <laughs> yeah. the was none the wiser that obviously this kid did not come with him, so she sat there figuring that this was his kid. So I thought that was hilarious. Um, you know, uh, obviously the the fight part is what my favorite part was, but that, I just thought that was a funny scene uh, how they started it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, then I really, really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed the scene where they're all back in the house mm-hmm. and they're all dancing to the same song yeah. in their own room. And they kind of have like this pan out of the whole house. You can see in between and there's like a rat. That's what I just thought that was a really cool scene of, you know, these are obviously separate people but they all lived in this house at one point. And it was, for me, it was like symbolism. It was kind of like, these yeah. are different people, but they're all coming for one cause, you know right. what I mean? And it's, for me, it's kind of a, a foreshadowing thing of like, okay, when you saw, when I saw that scene for the first time, I figured, okay, this is something that, you know, they're saying, okay, they're going to have to come together again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's any like revelation. I'm not like spoiling alert on the whole right. season. Um, because obviously if they were separate for this whole season, we'd be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> well, I mean, for the most part, that scene kind of depicts is, you know, they are family ultimately, and they may have their issues. They may literally march or dance to the beat of their own drum or how they hear the tune. But at the end of the day, they all are essentially, um, you know, gravitating towards the same 
you know, well, in this case, the song, but in, but in other words, the same goal as well, you know, and they care for yeah. one another and they all are shared in that sense. It's just, again, they're their own people. They've got their own baggage. And yet they, there's another layer on top of this with, you know, what, where they basically came from that turned them into this, that they all have issues with. But that scene though, that you're referring to kind of just sums up is, you know, they all were a part of this thing and back at where it started at. And they all still are together, even though they're separate, you know? Um, one thing that I did want to uh, ask you was uh, a couple of the characters that we haven't even talked about yet um, was first the mom. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the scene where uh, the thing basically enters her ear uh, um, at the very, I think it's at the very end. Right. And and the second person was Pogo, the, uh, the, the butler monkey. Yeah. Kind of what you thought of, of both of those characters. So I think it pretty much, in my opinion, would sum up to what, um, to what basically the dad, I should probably research what this guy's name is other than calling him dad, because I know that he had a name and I think it was used once or twice, but anyways, it just kind of summed up that, you know, he was into all sorts of experiments and extraordinary things and how Pogo became a, a, a monkey or an ape, or, you know, did he turn into that or was he an ape that kind that was experimented on that turn, like super intelligent, kind of like planet of the ape style. And you know it's what I mean? Reginald Hargraves. Reginald Hargraves. Yeah. Oh, what a great Because name. they kept calling him dad. So I'm with you. They, I kept yeah, forgetting. Yeah his name is Reginald. So Reginald. So I think it kind of sums up what he did is, you know, where he would experiment and come up with these extraordinary things. And it seems like that he was an underlying like creator, inventor, or someone that is trying to, you know, push the balance of things from what it always seemed like. And especially with the mom, I thought it was kind of, you know, it made sense how, how he basically was able to keep those kids I don't want to say it like under control, but how to like when he inherited them as children or as infants, essentially how he was able to get them raised to essentially stay until they were old enough to really realize what, like what was going on and for them to all leave on their own at some point in time. And yeah. what was weird is, you know, they all recognize that this is their mom and you have to under, you'd have to think, and again, I'm just speaking in episode one because, you know, we've seen other episodes, so we don't want to give too much away, but we all have to assume that they're aware that their mom, who, by the way, has not aged in however many years that they all live together, is also has got to be this, you know, robot or mechanism or uh, machine organism that's essentially raising them. Um, because, you know, when she would get questioned, she was almost like, you know, in a robot state of like not answering that because she wasn't allowed to, but yet speaking on other things. So I thought it was very interesting just because like it sums up like, yeah, why not have a robotic mother in a talking, you know, ape or chimp or whatever it's categorized at as your butler who's also in this house? Like it, it couldn't be any more unique to essentially the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the mom uh she you kind of figure obviously you figure out more about her during the season Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah he you know she is a uh you actually find out um you know how big she was for all these kids Mm -hmm. and um yeah you know when you first see this when i first watched i was like what the when seriously when i first watched this uh this episode with my wife we were both watching it and like she was like does anybody want dinner like during the the funeral and i was like what the fuck is wrong with this bitch (laughs) (laughs) my wife was like seriously And then, um, and like, then at the end, to, she just needs to recharge. That's all. Yeah. And we're like, okay, what? <laughs> and then at the end, you actually see the thing going to your ear, and you're like, oh, she's oh. a robot, <laughs> <laughs> or so you think, at least. Um, right, right. But um, yeah, I mean, it was just like <laughs> it was uh, when I actually when I first saw that thing go in your ear, the first thought was, what the hell? And then I was like, <laughs> oh, she's probably just a robot. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, um, which is funny, like when you're like sitting there watching a show and you're just like, oh yeah, she's a robot. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Someone being a robot. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. Whatever. Yep. Um, but, um, <laughs> I love Pogo. I mean, you can obviously tell that he was like, 
the love that Pogo had for all these kids, especially Vanya, mm-hmm. um, was the love that they wanted from their dad. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like their dad had zero emotion and the um and then pogo was kind of the opposite of that like he was all emotion mm-hmm. and then obviously they had the mom and you really don't know what role she she plays right now but obviously you know that diego um you know is somewhat a little more attached to her than than most of them so mm-hmm. um you know i I, I really like those characters. And again, as this is a reoccurring theme, it, it explains more. And obviously we're going to go more in depth about them, but uh, for the most part, um, yeah, I, I was, I was tripped out. First of all, that Pogo was like, so sophisticated. I was like, man, <laughs> this guy is, is a better human being than, than uh, Reginald over there. Right? <laughs> you know? You're like, why didn't he get the money? Um, but um I I really like, and I this just kind of popped in my head because I was thinking of, um, you know, when uh, Pogo was talking to Vanya and saying, hey, you know, we were hoping that number five was going to come back. He never lost hope, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then I was remembering when he actually goes into uh, Vanya's, um, when he goes into Vanya's uh, house and she like scares the shit out of her and she's like oh my god <laughs> I was like sorry you're the only person i can trust and you're the only person who will actually listen right um you kind of know uh that you know shit is about to hit the fan mm-hmm. and he tells her hey yeah the world's gonna end in you know like 10 days <laughs> she's like right. oh i'll oh, put on a pot of coffee <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um i i loved it uh, that is such a it is. I think it's a really good pilot episode, um, and uh, I love the way they did. I mean, that whole episode is just meant for you to be like, "What is going to happen? Right? Why do they have? Well, you know." And uh, side note too is when my wife and I were watching it, and the first scene is you know this girl is like you know flirting with this guy she jumps in the pool and then all of a sudden there's a pool of blood in the pool right and everyone's like oh my god oh my god and she comes out with this huge belly right and she's giving birth and you're like what the hell right <laughs> and then they're like oh yeah she was never she wasn't pregnant before she got into the pool and you're like holy right. shit and then what is going on yeah so, and then what you find out is there was i think what was it 40 something women 43. that experienced 43 women that had basically given birth on the same day and all had the same, same time. thing. Yeah. Which is, um, you know, they weren't pregnant to start the day and yet they all conceived a baby that day and Reginald purchased seven of those kids and has always been looking for the other ones. So now I'm wondering what happened to the other ones? Where'd they all go? Yeah. So. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, it, it's, I, that's just so crazy. And I asked my wife, I was like, babe, what if like, all of a sudden you just became pregnant and you were giving birth right then and there. She was like, uh, I'm just glad it'll actually never happen. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's probably the best response you could have. Yep. Uh, because how do you, I mean, how would you, you don't know how you're going to react. You're like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, so, you always hear stories about women that didn't know that they were pregnant, but they have like nine months before, like it comes up. This one was like, yeah. I knew I wasn't pregnant. Surprise. And then boom, came right on out. Yep. Oh man. So, um, all in all, what were your thoughts of the first episode? I mean, how do you think of the show? And, and all so, that? for the first episode, I, you, like you said, and I agree, it is definitely the one that is meant to hook you to find out more of, you know, because in the first episode, you get a glimpse of who all the siblings are that come back to their dads, um, to Reginald's, essentially. Uh, memorial or funeral or whatever but yet you don't know what this person's ability is or that person's ability yeah there's a lot of underlying questions especially towards the end where uh, essentially these i don't know bounty hunters or soldiers go after five and he you know kills him in the coffee shop um and then when five um basically tells vanya about the world ending and whatever time it is then it's like well, how do you know what happened? And, you know, there's a lot more layers that now you want to discover that make you want to find out what's going on. So, you know, I'm, 
uh, it's, that was definitely the thing that kind of hooked me is so many questions of, well, what about this? What about that? And, you know, that's a good thing for a show to have to, to not only give you questions after you watch the show, but now make you continue watching it after that, just because, well, now I got to know what's going on. Cause it's just, <laughs> I'm just so, you know, captivated by it. So I think for, for me, this is a good episode. If you're, if you're wanting to get into the umbrella Academy and you haven't watched it like me, cause I was, you know, you recommended that I watch this, you yeah. know, it was definitely a good first episode to get you like, Oh, okay. All <laughs> right. Well now let's, let's keep going. I want to know what happens after this. So. Yeah. Um, it, it's honestly, when I first watched it, I came in with no expectations. I didn't know if I were going to like it, if I wouldn't like it. Um, and we watched the first episode, my wife and I, and we fell in love with it. And so we have been into it for this whole time now. Came into it without any expectations and we fell in love with the show. And it's mm-hmm. it's been really, it's a really cool show. And it's one of those shows that I wish there were more episodes, but I'm glad there's not because mm-hmm. um, I think it would take away from the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the episodes that they do have, I, I, they always add in something where you're just like, whoa, wait, what's going on? Right. I mean, even at the end of the end of season one and at the end of season two, you're just like, wait, 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 you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, really, really cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a favorite, uh, of, of my wife and I's. So every time it came, I mean, when season two came out, we watched it like that day. So yeah, yeah, we like we binged it like crazy because it's just it's that good of a show for us. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Cody, any final thoughts on on the episode at all? No, episode one was great. Episode two is really good, um, which we'll talk about next week. And it, uh, yeah. you know, just kind of a little. Uh, teaser about that there's definitely some more um there's more information revealed more characters Mm -hmm. that kind of come to light and uh it definitely kind of puts things into motion and uh can't wait to talk about it next week yeah for sure um a couple of people that we didn't really talk about much luther uh obviously he's this big he he looks awkwardly big and Mm -hmm. so you're kind of like what the hell is going on and he starts off where he's on the moon so you're like what the hell right so um uh another character that we didn't really talk about was uh allison who is um you know her that well they don't really say much about it so i'm not going to give it away but um, you know that she's popular um and she has a power oh they do do it in the in the bank scene i'm sorry yeah um where she says uh i heard a rumor and uh man that would come in handy sometimes like (laughs) i heard a rumor that i got a promotion (laughs) yeah 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 well in in two in episode one like it kind of dabbles into it but then you find out that she's married has a kid and going through a divorce and he's got custody and you don't know why and season or episode two kind of high kind of you know covers it a little bit in small spur and small little nuggets and then in three in episode three you kind of get a full scope of it um which will be in a couple of weeks but yeah so it's that's a character we'll probably talk more about in episode two that was pretty much highlighted a little bit more in episode two as well another character we didn't get to was uh ben uh ben is uh um we we know he's dead we don't know how he died um and we kind of know his his um superpower at the bank scene is he basically becomes this giant squid and kills <laughs> or kraken whatever you want to go with yeah uh, and can kill multiple people at a time um but you know he's dead and so um you know that's kind of why we haven't gotten to it yet um and then um who else did we not talk about we talked about Vanya quite a bit so um those are really the characters that we didn't really talk much about and obviously number five we we really didn't go into depth with him but Mm -hmm. uh, he kind of shows up a little bit later into this season um or into the episode excuse me and so um you know you just know that he uh can teleport wherever he wants to Mm -hmm. um and so uh that's basically where we're at yeah i don't think i missed anything now 
So uh, I'm excited about continuing this. I love this show, as as I've said, and as probably everyone can tell. Um, and uh, I had fun with this episode, honestly. Yeah, no, it was it was really really good. So season uh season <laughs> episode two will be a great review. As <laughs> I know, well. now I got you doing it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my fault. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Um, man, I'm excited about. Uh, I love rewatching it. Like, there's some things that I kind of missed, and I can kind of. I love that now I can kind of like watch the episode and I'm like, oh man, that's a really cool scene. I don't really mm-hmm. remember liking it this much, you know, right. so that's really cool. So like when I was going back watching episode one, I was, I was kind of looking at these different scenes. And I was like, man, that was a cool scene, man. That's so cool how they did that. So I'm appreciating it even more that I watched it the second time. So yeah, uh, I'm excited about episode, uh, episode two. Same here. All right, guys, we'll, uh, well, we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys, well, thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate it. Hey, uh, go to our Instagram and follow us. And uh, on any of the posts that we have, feel free to like and comment. Um, comment with a question or maybe a, a topic you'd like us to get into or maybe another show or movie that we, you would like us to uh, kind of review because we are always looking for suggestions. Um, or if you want to direct message us on that, that will work as well. Um, please go to any of the major podcasts and subscribe. Uh, the major podcasts being Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeart. Uh, and rate and review. One star uh, helps us get better. Five star, we just appreciate a lot more. Um, and then also go check out fnxfitness.com. They have uh, great workout gear and workout um, supplements. So please go check that out. They sell out really quickly. So if you're needing anything, go look at them uh, because they have really good stuff, really good quality. And um, Cody will actually explain to you how you can get 15% off of your whole purchase from FNX Fitness by our help. So Cody. That's right, guys. Go to DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. On the bottom of the homepage, there's a link called Partners. As soon as you click on that, it'll direct you to a page where there is our FNX Fit link that you can click on and you can begin your shopping right then and there. And then you want to use the promo code DrewCode15 to get 15% off your purchase when you're ready to check out. So that way you get all the gear and the supplements you need to get started on your uh, quarantine weight loss journey because we all are on it, especially me. And I haven't uh, unfortunately started yet, but uh, you can be better than me and do it now. So anyways, guys, all the links to the podcast platforms that we are on, such as uh, iHeart, Google, Apple, and Spotify, like Andrew mentioned, are also on that website. You can leave us a comment or a topic that you'd like us to cover for two bays in a pot or Drew Code Sports Talk. Um, also too, um, we'd love to interact with you guys. So again, follow us on Instagram at two bays in a pod. And don't forget, Two Bays in a Pod comes out on Mondays. True Code Sports Talk comes out on Thursdays. We appreciate you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week, and we'll see you guys next time.